Welcome to the HRT is not the only solution podcast. Perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. If you think HRT is your only solution, then your host and menopause expert, Maria Anderson, is about to blow your mind. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable to listen to a whole different approach, one that includes you in the equation. Yes, you. Imagine that for a minute. Hello, this is Maria Anderson, your host. Hello and wow, eventually I am here. Episode one of my podcast, HRT is not the only solution or simply not the only answer. So in this episode, I'm going to speak and start with HRT, what they are not telling you. It's taken a good few months of planning to get here and well, I'm here and I am ready and excited to start having some bold, interesting and perhaps difficult conversations and of course there's always going to be that element of fun. Before I even start talking about HRT, let's talk about menopause and what it is. Let's get some clarity on some definitions because there's so many myths and definitions out there. I need to talk about perimenopause and menopause. What is it? And there's so many myths. I work alongside and are surrounded by so many women suffering from menopause symptoms. So let's start with the definitions. Perimenopause. Well, when I was experiencing the perimenopause in my 40s, and I'm now 55, I would say that I honestly didn't really understand the perimenopause. It was a time when it wasn't really being talked about at all. Um, symptoms and um, and there was that put up and shut up attitude and and not even that. People just weren't even speaking about it at all. It wasn't even normal conversation. It was almost that secret, that hidden, nobody talks about it and really didn't understand it either. So I want to start simply by talking about some of the definitions because some of you here might be listening and thinking, well, I don't even understand what that means. So let's break some of those silences and start understanding what we're talking about before we even engage in other conversations. So perimenopause, it's when you experience menopause symptoms due to the hormonal changes but you still have your periods. And if you're under 45, it can be deemed as early menopause, okay? And if you are under the age of 40, it's known as premature ovarian insufficiency. And that is about, that affects one in 100 UK women. And probably there's a lot of women in their early 40s that actually don't realise that they are experiencing perimenopause symptoms because you know, as women and what we do is we are always busy juggling so many things and a lot of the time we're not really paying attention to what's going on in our lives. And so I really want to bring your attention to that definition of perimenopause. And this is the this is the stage where women really don't join the dots. And certainly in my experience, I didn't join the dots at all. I was in the perimenopause when I was in my 40s. I thought I was going crazy. Um, I was 
busy working in a delivery suite, in charge of a delivery suite. And I was busy, busy juggling family, home, kids, all of these things. And I didn't even put it down to perimenopause. And that is really, really common. So many women that I work with alongside closely, they don't put it down to that as well because the symptoms are easily put down to other things as well. So there can be put down to well you're just getting a bit older or it could be a busy life and we've all got that busy life where you know you you don't really take a second for yourself and you are bottom of the to-do list really and prioritizing yourself and that was the thing for me as well as I did not prioritize myself at all I was too busy doing things for everybody else and I used to think of you know, if anybody talked about self-care, I would think, oh my gosh, like I would look at them and think, geez, like how on earth have they got time for that? Because I certainly haven't got time for it. So it's important to take that moment to recognize what perimenopause is and start to think about, you know, ask yourself the question, if you're listening to this and perhaps you're feeling just not like yourself anymore and, um, And you think, I don't know if I'm in the perimenopause, you know, ask yourself that question. Could it be perimenopause? And the interesting thing about perimenopause is that this is the thing that lasts for years. Okay, so it can, you know, last up to four to seven years, sometimes 10 years. And so if you're experiencing menopause symptoms and you're feeling in that pain of having these menopause symptoms and not really sure what to do, this is probably the perimenopause. And this is the this is where a lot of women struggle with menopause symptoms. So after the perimenopause, then you have menopause. So This is the, if we talk about the medical definition, it's a time of your life where your ovaries stop producing hormones and your menstrual periods stop. But what does that mean in reality? Officially, you don't have a period for 12 consecutive months. That's the definition of menopause. The question that I want to ask you is, how long do you think it lasts? Think about that for a second, write something down on a piece of paper and really just take a guess, okay? Because, you know, a lot of women get really shocked when I tell them this, is that actually when you have had that 12 consecutive period, months without a period, then you go into menopause. And let me tell you, menopause lasts for one day. Okay, normally around about the age of 51. And after that day, okay, you go straight into postmenopausal. Okay, and so these are the definitions. So I want you to write down and think, right, okay, what are the, what stage do I think that I'm in first? You know, let's have that conversation and write it down and take a thought of what stage you think you're in. And as I said, it's menopause, it's funny really because the word menopause sparks so many different reactions. Have you noticed, you know, if if you actually say the word menopause, people have different reactions, don't they? So I've categorized them into four different types of people. You'll recognize these types of people. I had a little bit of fun doing this. The first type is the wasp. Some people, when you say the word menopause, They seem to look like they've just swallowed a wasp merely at the word. Their face screws up and it's just horror. And it's almost like, oh my goodness, 
you're talking about that word or that thing and really I'm feeling really uncomfortable about it. So yeah, so that's the wasp. You'll know these people and recognize them people. Just even test it out by even saying the word. And then you've got the starer. So they tend to have that look. So you mentioned the word menopause, anything to do with that. And they just look at you. And you know that when you know when you've looked at or you've said something that you shouldn't have. And it moves into that stay for a split second, speechless, like you've dropped an F-bomb. You know that look. And it's that, oh my goodness, she's going to start talking about menopause. How am I going to get this sharp exit out of here? And then you've got number three, you've got the nodder. And they continuously nod the head when you say about menopause. Sometimes it goes to the side with that sad, pitiful look on their face. But the other non-verbals are telling you that they're not really interested and they have no idea what you're talking about. Men could come into this category, actually. They sometimes want to understand and sometimes they just have no idea and they don't know what to say. But they try to be helpful and they nod their head. But they are just thinking, oh my goodness, please don't talk about this too much. I'm really feeling uncomfortable. And then the fourth one is you have the Noel. So this is the person that appears to know everything about the menopause, but it's not based on any fact. Very good intentions, but no fact-based information. And this is scary because there are people, could be family, could be friends, and they mean well, but they're basing it on their experience or their friend's experience or, or Sandra up the road's experience. It's not based on fact. So the fact is... Menopause is a long-term hormone deficiency and as these hormones decline, then menopause symptoms raise their ugly head. So just like you have experience in your periods, you are unique and so you will have your own experience of menopause and that is why a blanket approach solution won't work. So if you are thinking that HRT is the only solution, then I hate to break it to you, it's not the only solution. Hence the name of this podcast. Simply, no one is you. So getting back to HRT, there is so much confusion and chaos in today's society surrounding HRT. So there's no surprise that women like you are feeling alone and feeling very scared. So what is HRT? It's a hormone replacement therapy, okay? And it's a treatment to replace the hormones that you're deficient in. And there's evidence to show that it can improve menopause symptoms and protect against long-term health conditions. But there is, there is caveats around that because it needs to be very specific and it's not the only answer because I, I know so many people and so many women come to me when they're taking HRT and they are saying, Maria, I'm still having menopause symptoms. I'm still experiencing menopause and I, I'm just still feeling rubbish. Can you help me? 
So there's lots of questions around it. You know, when, you know, I get asked, well, when's it the best time to take it? What time should I be taken? For how long? These are all relevant questions that you need answered. And so I want you to think about menopause and think about HRT. And I want you to think about the problem that we've come into with HRT is that years ago there was a scare around HRT okay and there was some published reports that actually some evidence and gave a scare around was two publications for the Women's Health Initiative in 2002 and the Million Women Study in 2003 and they focused on the use of HRT and chronic disease and potential long-term risk rather than considering the benefits in terms of symptom relief and so this really scared a lot of women and a lot of women who were taking HRT stopped taking it on the basis of all of these reports. So it's really important and so there's been lots of other evidence to say that that these, the type of women that were in that study group and what I'm saying is, is that anything that you're doing you should be looking at the evidence everything that I do I look at the evidence that you know I'm a member of the British Menopause Society and it's important to understand your facts and when you're trying to make decisions around what you should do or what you shouldn't do in relation to HRT then you need to have fact-based evidence-based information and not just information from your neighbor up the street or your well-meaning family member you know, they haven't got that factual information. And also, it's important that you think about in terms of HRT, that it can be part of the solution. But as I said, women who are coming to me, they're taking HRT for years and, you know, they're still experiencing menopause symptoms and maybe that's you. And so in terms of taken HRT there are four things that need to be considered you know it things that need to be considered are your age your medical history because nobody's got the same medical history as you what your specific symptoms are and lifestyle and so there's so much evidence and and um, research to show that taking HRT is simply not the only answer because if you're taking HRT but you're not actually doing anything else in your life which is to look at your lifestyle in terms of you know what you're putting into your mouth in terms of nutrition how you're living your life in terms of stress in terms of exercise smoking alcohol all of these things it's lifestyle as well so it's about combining the two okay if HRT is something that you want to consider then it is about how and what is the right solution for you what is the right HRT for you to take some people cannot take HRT I don't take HRT but it doesn't mean that I wouldn't take it at a different part of my life because of the low hormone deficiency and so it's important to understand and ask yourself the question why am I taking HRT and what I want you to consider in this podcast is that it's not the only solution it needs to be in combination with other 
things that you do in your life. So a lot of women can't take HRT from a medical reason, surgical reason. They just don't want to take it. There's so much information out there. There are so many guidelines out there and we have lots of guidelines around this. But how do you filter through all of that? How do you filter and how do you navigate through all of this when you don't know even where to start? So I want you to think about that and with the HRT and then thinking about what, what's happening in society now is that with the scare, nobody was taking it. Now, with it being a focus within media and within life general, women are thinking that this is, we've gone from one extreme to another. It's now, oh, this is the only solution when actually it can be part of the solution, but there's other factors to consider. And so with this rapid increase in demand for HRT because of the focus only being on HRT as a solution, then there's shortage. And so in the UK, there is a massive shortage of HRT and access to that, which has created huge fear. And so when we have huge fear and when you feel that you are out of control, then your behaviours and the behaviours that you're seeing around HRT with this lack of supply, there's more demand than there is in supply. And so the behaviours come. And so what are those kind of behaviours? What is coming? What we're seeing is this shortage has sparked women to start being helpful to each other and sharing that HRT medication. Now, that's scary. And from the British Menopause Society, there's an alarm and safety warnings coming out, you know, and, and I want you to think about this is a, you know, HRT is a prescription. You should not be sharing your prescription with nobody. You wouldn't share your prescription of insulin or if somebody dropped it off on your doorstep. You wouldn't actually take it, would you? Well, I hope you wouldn't. And what's the same with HRT? So I think we'll have to really seriously think that, remember that HRT is a prescription. You don't share your prescriptions. So if somebody in a really well-meaningful way is sending you or giving you HRT and access to their prescription, then I really want you to politely say thank you, but no thank you. Because remember, if you're taking any kind of prescription, it needs to be taken into consideration your age, your medical history, your symptoms and your lifestyle. And remember what I said, nobody is you. So what is prescribed for one person is not necessarily going to work for another person. And frankly, it's not safe. So, you know, where do you go in all of this? And you might be thinking, well, okay, Maria, but like, what do I do? How do I get around this? And so how you get around it is focusing in on yourself and start thinking about what are the other things that I can do? What are the other things that I can do in my life that will actually help me to start understanding you? How can you underst start understanding you? Because if you're, you're the one that's having the menopause symptoms, then you are the only person that will actually find the right solution for you. 
So until you do that, so many women are unconscious in their own lives because they're so busy. I was exactly the same, so busy in my life that I actually couldn't see what was going on in my life. And so things like, you know, I was just not paying attention. I didn't realize how busy I was, busy doing everything else and not prioritize myself. So one of the first things that I would actually ask you, the question is, how much are you prioritizing yourself in your life? How much of your life are you a priority? Because you are not a problem to be fixed. You are a person, a woman that needs to be understood, but nobody is going to understand you better than yourself. And so it is about thinking about how you can actually start understanding yourself. And you're not a person, you're not a woman that needs sorting out either. It's a chapter full of opportunity. And this is an opportunity for you to optimize your own health and and start thinking, how do I want to live my life in my 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s and start making a plan. And, you know, it's only exciting, though, if you feel empowered. And because of the situation that we are in currently in lots of countries in the world, and especially in the UK, is that historically and medically, it's not on the medical agenda as education. Now, these things are starting to improve. However, if we're not there yet, so we've got to play a big catch up. We are, and women are in a situation at this moment in time where you have to start thinking in a different way because what you don't want is generations of people and women in your family coming behind you and experiencing the same things that you're experiencing. So I want you to really start thinking about, you have a massive Um, opportunity here, how you start to influence your life, how you start to um, jump into the driving seat of your menopause instead of sitting in the back seat and waiting for other people to make decisions about you. I and a lot of general practitioners, your GPs, would be delighted for you to walk into their office because they have limited time as well. And, you know, it hasn't been in terms of healthcare, you know, women's health is in crisis at this moment in time. It's not good enough what the the services that are being provided. But what we have to do is work with what we've got and not just sit and think right okay well there's nothing I can do well there is lots of things that you can do in the first place it starts with is you and even considering any of your menopause symptoms is it the menopause because also I'm I'm hearing from GPs that some medical conditions are being missed because everybody's focused in on HRT and so there's a concern from that as well so it's not as simple as just going for HRT and thinking that that is the only answer there's a whole lot more to think about and it's a worth the investment Are you worth the investment in really figuring out what actually works for you? Because as I said, a blanket approach does not work. So if you think that, oh, I'll just go into a GP 
and or a health professional and I'll, I'll just get the HRT. What type of HRT are you getting? What other things can you be doing in terms of what you're doing in your life? What other things can you do to actually improve your own long-term health? What kinds of things are you actually taking action in in terms of your stress levels or your physical exercise, your nutrition and understanding you in a way that nobody else understands. So when you go into a GP or a health professional, you are then armed with this is what's happening, understanding what your menopause symptoms are. This is um, what I'm doing. This, These are the things that I am doing. And this is what I feel the gaps are. And then understanding what actually HRT is and having a conversation about what is the right solution or or start to have a conversation on what the right solution might be for you. And this takes a bit of time. It's not just a, oh, let's make an appointment with the GP, I'll get HRT and then it's going to work. It's not as simple as that. And if you have that quick fix, and in today's society, it is a bit of a quick fix attitude. If you are looking for the quick fix in this, in terms of menopause, then I hate to say you're going to be disappointed because this is actually, I believe, in my opinion, this is a massive opportunity in your at this time of your life where you can really start to understand and take a pause, pardon the pun, take a pause in your life and start to seriously think about how you want to live your life in your 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. And that's a harder question to ask because it involves you understanding and asking yourself harder questions, looking in the mirror and thinking, okay, what am I doing? What else could I do? And it's not your fault because actually you've been conditioned into this from generations of putting up and shutting up. But now we're in a generation of you know, you don't need to put up and shut up. We're in a 21st century. And what we want to think about is a 21st century solutions, which is not just based on HRT as an answer. There are other solutions, other answers. And the other answers all come within you. And so what I'm asking you to do is think about you and take that moment to think about you and start prioritizing you. Because this is where the answer lies, in you. You are the only person that will understand what the right solution is for you. And yes, it's going to take a bit longer. You know, I work with so many women. It took me years to figure this out. But I um, work now with women where they have um, absolutely figured out um, and understood where they are right now. And so what are you looking for? And what most women, from my experience and what I was looking for, how I want to be live my life in my later years, is I want joy. I want to feel joy. I want to be doing the things that I love. And that's all possible. And what took me years to figure out through my own research and all of the things that I've done, step-by-step techniques to my life and really looking hard at what I'm doing in my life, 
That's where the answers came. And that's where I coach women to to do that in a short space of time. So women who work with me now in a few weeks are finding the difference because they've got a plan, they've got accountability, they've got a structure, they understand, they're starting to understand what is going on in their life. And then in 90 days, literally life-changing, that women are changing their life from a place of isolation, from no confidence, to feel absolutely joy and that they know that they're on a track to this joy. And so this is this is exciting. So why am I saying all of this? I'm saying all of this because I want you to know that this is all possible for you. And it's just about taking, you know, what you're focusing on expands in your mind. And that's the only thing you're looking at. What I'm asking you to do is get curious and take a step back. Look at other things that you can do that will start to help you with your menopause symptoms and start to understand you because this is what is the key. You are the key to your menopause symptoms and you are the key to your solution. That is what I help women do. That's what I do all of the time and it brings me absolutely joy when I know that I have helped and guided somebody to bring to find the joy within themselves. So I want you to ask yourself this question. How long are you going to put up with the standard that you've accepted right now? Perhaps it's the put up and shut up attitude. Perhaps that you're relying on HRT and you're still feeling that you're having menopause symptoms. I want you to start asking yourself better questions and think, you know, if you're not prioritizing you, why not? Why not? You are absolutely worth it. You are important and you really want to be living, I'm sure, a life that you absolutely love in your later years of life. A massive opportunity. This is a legacy opportunity. This is an opportunity for you to take stock and really start knowing that you are in the driving seat. Don't don't let somebody else determine what your life is going to look like. And so whatever you are, whatever's happening, whatever kind of menopause symptoms that you're having, then it's still all possible. But the first step is the step of courage to know that you want something different. And so I want to leave you with that and say to you, what is it that you want different in your life? If you were feeling joy, because so many times in life, you forget joy. You forget how to live joy. And so many times, you just can't remember what that joy feels like. And so I want you to think about just now, if you and somebody waved a magic wand and said, right, you've got joy. I want you to write down, and you're living your life in joy. What does that, what is it? What are you looking for? How do you want to feel? And by um, knowing this, then you will start to be, you'll start to have the courage to be able to take some action and be able to make better decisions and ask yourself better questions. So, HRT, 
is not the only solution. It's not the only answer. The main solution and the absolutely crucial solution comes from within you. And because you're unique, you're the only person that can truly figure this out. And so before you consider any other forms of any treatment, I want you to consider these questions and ask yourself these questions. Because if you go into a GP or you speak to a health professional, if you go with this kind of information, it makes their life easier as well. It makes it easier for other people to help you to find the solution. And it's not going to happen overnight. So, lots of questions there. Lots of, and it's, I meant to ask a lot of questions in this first episode because I want you to start thinking about the possibilities. I want you to start questioning about what's happening for you right now. I want you to start questioning about, you know, the solutions that you've had so far, what you've tried and tested and what's working and what's not working. And if it's not working for you and you're not being reviewed, then you need to you need to take a closer look and actually, you know, make sure that you are being reviewed, that it, you are taking this seriously. Because after all, this is your long term health. And I'm sure at this stage of your life, you want to be able to live in your life in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s and your 80s, because we all live longer, then you want to be living a life that you absolutely love with reduced medical interventions, reduced medical problems, all of these things. So when you see menopause or however you define menopause or however you feel about when you hear that word and it's funny because when I have put things out posts out on social media and I put menopause and joy there's a lot of reaction to putting menopause and joy in the same sentence but it's absolutely possible and I want it to make it a possibility for you. So in our first episode lots of questions we've got lots to explore I'm really excited to continue these conversations and support you and help you navigate through a time of opportunity, this time of excitement, this time of you taking control of your life to optimize your long-term health. So thank you so much for listening. I'm really looking forward to tuning in for our next episode where I am going to talk about that it is you that is the problem, not your family. So please keep watching and I look forward to catching up with you in episode two. Bye, see you later. So if there is a tiny part of you that is curious to understand more of what I do and how I support women just like you to shift from a place of suffering to a place of joy. You can find me on socials, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn below. I work with women one-to-one group programs and run live events. The focus for me is you, not only HRT.